1: Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is my great pleasure to be with you. A fine Balls Wednesday to you and yours. We're getting there. It's almost game time. No matter how I try, no matter how pessimistic I may be, no matter how concerned I am about this game Saturday, I can't help, even in the midst of... Uh, a major rebuild, but be excited for Florida State-Miami. So I hope you are too, and you never know. Got a chance to win a shootout here, possibly. Tom is here. Director Matthew is here. On Twitter, it's at Show. If you're in the chat, thank you. Welcome in. Good to be with you as always. And uh, In fact, right after this show concludes today, and and you guys will get a chance to to see this on warchant.com, we will have um, kind of a look back at Florida State, Miami, myself, and Gene Williams, Corey Clark, and uh, the, you know the three of us. Between the three of us, uh, I think we've probably seen every Florida State Miami game for the last mm, forty-two years. Dear God. <laughs> well, Gene's older than me 42 years Well, Gene's older than me So I, I, I for me, it's, it's 40 years Tom, I had a stretch I've said this a lot on the air uh, But I, I had a stretch of 20 plus years in a row Homer away In attendance
0: mm, 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 mm.
1: I did uh, that, was the, that was the singular rivalry game That I could not miss and would not miss It was that game
0: what would you estimate your age range was for that twenty-plus period of time?
1: Uh, it goes back to high school through college and then post college for about uh, ten years. Yeah. So yeah. okay. So
0: your dad did not take you to the Orange Bowl when you were in middle school. He waited until you were high school that you yeah. could handle yourself or or handle what you were about to see.
1: Yeah, I went. I went down to the Orange Bowl in the early '80s. So yes, uh, I was probably eleven or twelve. Somewhere in there. And then I remember, I well, when I, once I got old enough to drive, that became a big deal. Like, the biggest thing in the world for me, and I'm really fortunate, and I've said this a lot, I had very, uh, I, I, I guess, just open-minded and trusting parents. Uh, I, they would let me go on these trips with friends. Like, my, my junior year in high school, my senior year in high school, if we wanted to go see a game, we, we could get in the car or a concert or whatever. We would just drive and go. And, you know, I mean, we had to tell them where we were going to be and if we were staying at a hotel or whatever. Should they
0: have trusted you?
1: Uh, To varying degrees.
0: To and ve- so will you in turn give your, uh, to varying degrees. your sons that kind of You've freedom? Got to, well, I
1: will give them. I My wife already gets uh, upset with me. I give them way more freedom than she gives them. Like, if you want to go walking at night down to your friend's house at 10 o'clock on a Saturday if you're staying up later, so I'm like, fine, go. Go have fun. Don't, I, I don't worry about it. I mean, I don't sit around scared to death. And I trust them to make good decisions. And it's been said to them a million times over, you get as much freedom as you earn. So that's how that works. And if you screw it up, it's taken away.
0: That's nice. You should put that on like a blanket uh, or a (laughs) scarf that you can just hang over the threshold of a room. You well, get as much freedom as you earn,
1: yeah <laughs> that's it. I say it all the time and and you know, and then if you lose it, you lose it, and I take it away for however long uh, and that seems to be arbitrary based on how pissed I am in the moment or how much of a violation of my trust did did occur uh there 's that but but anyhow i yes I, I, that freedom to learn about yourself and to have fun and to go to games and do those things I mean that you know I really, really did cherish that in retrospect, it meant a lot to me. Yeah, I'll probably let them do that. But the Florida State-Miami game was a big damn deal. And going to those games, whether it was with my dad or if it was just with one of my buddies, it was a big deal. And being in St. Pete where I was, you know, not that far down to Miami, not that far to Tallahassee, about the same. So that that's kind of what we did. And I've seen a lot of crazy stuff at Florida State-Miami. I've seen dudes get knocked the hell out in the stands many times. I remember watching a Florida State guy punch a Miami guy in the second quarter of a game down in the Orange Bowl and knock him out. Just he, knees crumbled down the step, he went, almost fell into me three rows down. The Florida State fan was being arrested. The Miami fan who got knocked out came to, got up, was belligerent with the officers who were arresting the Florida State fan, and they arrested him too. And I remember cracking up, laughing, dude, you just got knocked the hell out and got arrested, you dumbass. <laughs> i saw that uh i i I remember numerous times in this ugly ugly rivalry uh being threatened you know on my person being threatened who hasn't been in this rivalry yeah yeah that's true
0: um i've seen a toddler get the middle fingers thrown at it from miami fans oh correct
1: uh it was
0: right by the palace as you might imagine (laughs)
1: Seen a lot of things. Also, saw some great moments. Also, most recently, in that game that uh, we choked away with a sizable lead, and for whatever reason, thought it would be a good idea to drop DeAndre Francois back on third and obvious when all you had to do was run the ball into the middle of the line and punt. Uh, that game was one of the great experiences for me, not the outcome. But the two Miami fans that were next to me, man, we had a blast all afternoon, and I was like, oh my God, look at this, this can happen. We took pictures together, they were great guys.
0: Yeah, I've I've run into some great ones as well, and and that's typically the alumni of the university, and I was behind... Well,
1: these two guys weren't, and it was surprising, they were great.
0: I was behind the Miami bench for the Dalvin Cook-Hammy game, right, when he pulls up at midfield. I was Bobo Wilson catching a pass from Everett Golson on third down, it was critical. It might have even been fourth, but it Mm -hmm. was a a critical play. Probably third because it was Jimbo. Uh, But the guys were... In the first quarter, they came in, and again, we're sitting on their sidelines behind their bench. So you understand if anybody is going to be pounding their chest a little bit. Well, they turned around and they go, Hey, what's up, guys? And we're like, Hey, it's me and my buddy Matt. And they said, Can you get our coach fired tonight? We're done with Al <laughs> Golden. And we're like, Oh, oh, so it's going to be that kind of night. It's yeah, going to be a collaborative be a effort tonight. Yeah. And then they were up to the, well, Uh, we messed around in the red zone in the first half. Yes, yes, we did. They're running off the sidelines thinking that they're winning the game even though they're trailing on the scoreboard because they should be getting run out of the building and everybody can feel it. And they turn around and they go, are you going to stick us with Al Golden for another two or three years? They were getting nervous. You jerks. Yeah. It was a good night, though.
1: You know, I was asked this morning on Miller and Moulton, uh, and they asked me, you know, how are Florida State fans handling this? Now, let let me – relay something to you I think this is great this is actually really interesting uh, I've had a chance just because it's four State Miami week anybody that you know covers the team or has covered the team for any length of time certainly gets asked to do radio uh, not as much as as we would have been in in normal years when both programs are good it's been been a minute oh, but uh, but uh, it's very fascinating to hear the the conversation is framed in a way that is I think encouraging. And what I mean by that is this. On that show this morning, for example, they said, well, it's clear that Florida State is much improved. Now, that was the the first thing they said to me. They were just talking about their observations. And they said, Miami's clearly the better team, so it would be an upset if Florida State won. But, and then they led into the question by saying, but it's clear that Florida State is much better than they were. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So I made note of that, and then we carried on with the conversation. The next show I was on, the guy said, uh, well, it's obvious that team's improved. It may not sit in the wind column, but anybody who watches four state can tell. I was like, Oh, okay. And then I just got done reading a write up because I needed the uh I needed a stat and I went to this article being written about the game.
0: Was it third and lang on WarChant.com?
1: It was not, but I did read third and lang today, by the way, uh on Warchant.com. dot com. And your uh your observations of Van Dyke uh, are are spot on. He's aggressive. So I, nonetheless... It's absurd. Yeah, he's good, too. Like and they, they actually a, have receivers that make plays. If he was
0: a driver in a car, you would be holding on to the passenger seat to anything you can grab. He's like, <laughs> my God, this guy does not know what a Hold. brake pedal is.
1: So, as I was reading that article, in it, they were talking about the advantages and disadvantages both teams have in the matchup. And the guy in the article goes, well, good news for Florida State fans is they'll probably be in the game. They sure have fought for him. Okay. All right, good. So, you get outside of the bubble... And it's clear to everybody that Florida State is a lot better than they were. It's just not happening in the wind column, unfortunately. And that buoyed me because that's the sense I have, and that you have, and that we've talked about. Now, have they gone mistake free? No. Have they, you know, miscalculated in some areas? Yes. Is it possible they still have to make some changes this off season within the coaching staff? It is possible. Sure. Yeah, I think you can make the case for a couple guys to be told to have a good day uh, if you've got somebody lined up and you know all that. So we'll see. But then, the, more importantly, the conversation returned to something else, which was the impact this game will have on recruiting and Florida State's ability to hold that recruiting class together. And I think the good news is most of the time, the results of an individual rivalry game really don't have nearly as big an impact on a recruit or a recruiting class as our fans think that it does now. And I mean that even if four state wins the game. Now I'd I'd love for four state to win the game. And you would like to believe that you could parlay that into some sort of positive spin for, for recruits or anybody else who's maybe on the fence, you know, but the truth is it's, it's not as big um, a deal. One game, even a rivalry game uh, as, as we, we tend to think it is now. You know, do I think you can go winless the rest of the way and not have that be a deleterious influence on the, on the recruits that have currently remained solid? Uh, no, I think you probably got to win one of these. You got to, you know, if you're, if you're picking out the remainder of the schedule, do you need to win a game? You need to beat Boston College? Probably. I, th- I think it'd probably be a good idea. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't hurt. Um, and, and again, you're going to be an underdog in every one of the games. You're going to be an underdog in this game. Obviously, you already are. You're going to be an underdog against BC. You will be. You think so? Oh, yeah. 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 Now that their quarterback's returned, yeah. You will be. And it's a road game. You will be. And you'll be an underdog against Florida unless Florida goes out and gets beat by Sanford, which I suppose is possible. I mean, if they've completely quit, I don't think it's likely.
0: The players are saying, that's not good enough. I see what you did last week, Strickland, and the athletic department. That's not good enough. Yeah, how about this against Stanford?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. We're putting our feet up on the ottoman. What are you gonna do now, Strickland? Yeah. Get rid of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we'll see. But you know, I, I think the the one you'd circle is BC. Although this is winnable because you could win a shootout. You're not likely to stop Miami, who got the run game going last week, and. They've got something in night, and they've got him. Oh. I mean, he's a player. He's a problem. I, w- I wish he would have remained suspended for the first four games and have that turn into eight or 12. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's a problem. He does like to fumble a lot, so maybe.
0: He fumbles, and he doesn't have vision yet.
1: No, he's just rocket fast.
0: But, yes, what he'll do is go zero to 60, and that burst is mm. among the best level bursts I've seen across the sport in the last Few years, handful of years. Yeah, he reminds me of a certain guy we had here from Miami in terms of zero to sixty. Mm-hmm. Not in terms of playing chess and setting up blocks and creating angles and right, things like just that. fast, yes. But my God, zero to sixty is that's ridiculous what Knighton can do.
1: Yeah, he can. Uh, again, he likes to fumble. He's a slightly irresponsible young lad. Uh, maybe we'll see that right. somehow affect.
0: He could pick the wrong gap and just mm-hmm. get stonewalled mm-hmm. because he's not letting something develop. Yeah, mm-hmm. these things can happen.
1: Yeah, and the front four is a strength for Florida State. So if you're trying to find paths to victory, avenues by which you could succeed, it is with Jordan Travis' legs. Miami does not like to tackle. Their defensive line is not a plus to great defensive line. It's an average defensive line. Their linebackers are bad. So, okay, you got a little something there. You got to win this game. We love to do the race, too. And on a balls, McWednesday, I'm ready to lay down with what's the race to? And I think it's 37.
0: I okay. think Florida
1: State's got to get to 37 to win this okay. game.
0: So Florida State's got to get to 37, not Miami's got to get to 37. No, That's, I mean, I think
1: 30. Well, listen, we could do the thing we like to do, which is oh, 37. How come it won't be 36? You want to put, yeah, you know, we could do that. 35 plus wins the game. Okay. Somewhere in that neighborhood. If we're going to do predictions, how about this?
0: Who's got the harder time getting there?
1: We do, because we're boom and bust, and they're going to make plays against our secondary, which loves to give up at least one or two long ones a game. So that is frustrating. That And also their receivers make plays. Also their quarterback's more accurate. But that said, that said, all that.
0: But aside from that.
1: Yeah, aside from that. uh, Can you get to 37? Can you get to 38? Can you get in that neighborhood? Because if you can, you could win a crazy shootout. You could. It's unlikely. Miami should win the game. They've got better players. They got a better team. They got a better quarterback. But you could win it. They don't. Miami doesn't like to tackle. Let's hope they're disinterested in tackling in this one.
0: Well, and old rocket arm can throw it right into your chest too if you're a defender. Catch it. That was part of the article today. Was be ready for that because he'll do that. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily pressure induced. He'll just he'll love a read that he sees. He's like here it goes, and you're like whoa. As a Miami fan, you say whoa, I my just... man. That's between the numbers of a defender. What are we doing?
1: It'd be interesting to see if Dillingham can dial up something to take advantage of their linebackers. You know, we, we, we don't personally hate them as individuals, but we're not fans of our linebacker play. This particular host brings it up hourly. And some teams have been able to take advantage, time and again, of our linebackers in coverage. Others forget to do it. Well, they'll go long stretches where I'm like, what are you doing? Stop running the ball. Yeah. Throw the ball. Get them isolated and covered. Oh. But but, uh, but I just, I,
0: I piped out. NC State and Clemson. I mean, yeah, what are you doing? Guys? What are you doing?
1: You know? Yeah, it's crazy. But that said, uh, do we have the ability to exploit their linebackers? And it's uh, fascinating to see if, in fact, Norvell and Dillingham can come up with something there. And how healthy is this offensive line going into the game? Now, again, good news yesterday. Jordan Travis did practice. He is back. That is huge news. You can't win it with McKenzie Milton. I promise you that. So, okay. And he was
0: available to the media today, which means that, listen, they don't make he that choice. for. He no- didn't look
1: peaked, did he? He didn't, he didn't look like no, he was a little.
0: No, he looked. He was smiling. They, right. they didn't make that choice for no reason. That is to project confidence that sure, he'll be able to play. Sure. You wouldn't make him available if he was barely able to get through practice. Yeah. So that's
1: important. Yeah, let's hope. All right. It's Jeff 93 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV. I'm <laughs> here with Toto Balls, McWednesday, later today, hour two, late in the show. We may have some uh, attempts at a Red Russian. We may have it. It could be. It might be. It is. <laughs> uh, Hot damn, Big Daddy's done it again. Yeah, um... The 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 hope is that uh we can start banging on some of these hockey results, buddy. I'm ready. I was I was buoyed by your newfound confidence rolling in today. You've seen enough of this young season. Um, it's been
0: crunching numbers in very limited times. Mm. Like, you know, first thing in the morning when I check the scores. But I've I've got enough of a trend for tonight.
1: You remember uh the run two years ago where we ended up uh really noticing that the, the certain day of the week, the overs were were hardcore hitting, like 80%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was uh, amazing to watch that happen. And uh, we need some such ATM to present itself with yeah. bright, shiny colors yet again.
0: So the overs were presenting a lot earlier this season to start the year because coaches have been a lot more aggressive at yanking the goaltender mm, earlier in the yeah, third period, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll just keep doing it. Like if you saw opening night with Tampa – You know Pittsburgh scores, I think it's three empty netters, (laughs) and Tampa scores one goal with the empty net. It was so it completely flips the total on its head. While other coaches have been doing that, but since then you've seen some other trends that we can talk about at the end of the gig.
1: Perhaps analytics have hit uh, hockey uh, with a new wave. They already had, but I mean, the early uh, pull of the goalie. Multiple times is yeah. it's a newfound trend.
0: Yeah, well, you know who started that? The original trendsetter at the position, Patrick
1: Waugh, Patrick who changed
0: yeah. the way the game was played at that position. He was the one with Colorado. He's like, Yeah, five minutes to go. Go ahead.
1: Everybody in the crowd's gasping. What are you doing? What is this? So, if you could draft tomorrow in Tampa, you got, I'm going to give you guys really quick. I've already started this process.
0: So, Mel Kiper got to you.
1: Well, I want five or six runs at a Super Bowl, not two. So, I don't know if you'd get really young again, even though you just did it, and go Thibodeau on the other side and let those guys feast for years to come because getting after the passer is really important. He
0: can't be available at 32. No, I'm talking
1: about trading up, perhaps. (laughs) Notice I gave us
0: the Super Bowl victory. I did,
1: I did, yeah. Uh, Actually, if you're anybody, I... I don't know. He won't be available at all. You'd have to go way down here, and you'd might be able to find you one of those. Jermaine Johnson. <clears throat> uh, there's so many guys. I don't. I, I'm stuck on what I would like to do. I mean, it is fun right now to look at the position rankings, which is really what got me thinking about all of this. Kenny Pickett is thought to be the number one quarterback on the board. Can you believe that? Coming into the season, we would have said Kenny Pickett's a good quarterback, the best on the board. Over Malik Willis, over Matt Corral, over Desmond Ritter, over all those guys, certainly. I
0: don't, I don't see the Malik Willis love. I don't get it. But okay. He gets fat on bad teams. It, against Ole Miss he was trash. Against Syracuse, he was trash. Yeah. Okay. I mean like he could make that one throw oh, he that, got a wild that throw you just in go, Oh my God, and maybe two or three a game, but you're talking about the consistency? I haven't seen it. I'll tell you this it's a
1: garbage year to draft a quarterback. It is. I mean you're heartbroken if you desperately it's need the a quarterback. Wrong year. You're like this is t- are you kidding me? If I can't get Pickett, who I'm not in love with to begin with, I like, but he's not pretty in love. Good. He's good, but do you feel like he's trans? You know, he's transcendent. I mean, if you take him with the number one pick, as you need a quarterback. Oh man, I don't know about all that. No, and then from there, it's Willis, Corral, Ritter, Howell, Jerkovich, Hooker, Strongs. I mean, just garbage, garbage, garbage. Check, garbage. Oh, hooker gar- in there, Hendon Hooker. I know. I'm Sorry, kidding. ass the Tennessee. Who it's looks Miami great? week after all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want Dustin Crumb from Kent State. Yeah, I know that it's—he's actually a guy. Uh, but yeah, it's—it doesn't feel good at running back either. I'm not loving running back. Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller, Devontae Price, Kyron Williams, Notre Dame—that's your guy.
0: I like him. He's had no chance to be successful this season. You might be able to buy
1: low on him. You're better off at receiver this year, partly Olave. because well, you've got receivers. Every one of Ohio State's receivers should go in the first round. They're <laughs> all incredible. Yeah. But Drake London, the big kid out of USC, is a beast. Their team just sucks. I like watching him. Yeah, and I'm also reminiscing uh, what could have been, and our efforts fell short, but we certainly were game. We took his brother in the hopes that we'd get the other, and we didn't. Evan Neal is the number 1 tackle Mm. in the Mm -hmm. the
0: class. Yeah, this is a year for trench play, I feel like.
1: Oh, it absolutely is. The pick is offensive line, Tom. And I'm beginning my lobby for the offensive linemen right here today. You know, once I get on a guy, I get two. We're, We're sticking there. We're going there. I love it. I'm sticking there. I got three guys, and that's why it's a good year for tackles and guards. I got three guys I love right off the bat. I'll further scout. For the end of the week, I'll give you my two.
0: Oh, well, okay. Well, before you scout that, let me ask this hypothetical mm, question. Mm-hmm. If you could get your favorite trench player, either side of the ball, for the Buccaneers, or, or mm. a legitimate bona fide day one starter for these Florida State Seminoles in the transfer portal, which one would
1: you do? Florida State All there Day. There you long, go. Just man. Checking. It's not even close. Well, just it's checking. Florida State All Day Long. We have been in hell. We have been rotting in hell. The Bucks have been good. This is—they just won the World Series, right? Right. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I'm just confused. The World Series of football. I mean, it's—it's. They just got done winning the Super Bowl. They just got. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't. We've had all. Thankfully,
0: we don't rot with VHS tapes like our rivals. Mm. We rot with
1: five rings. I did it just for when you. When do Miami fans <laughs> pick up their rotary phone after five rings? That would be the answer. Oh man. Have you read the odd story here uh from Dal with Dalvin Cook?
0: I have. That is a touchy subject. I, I You want me to
1: you want me to take a break and, and parse how I read it to everybody? It does matter.
0: It does matter. And I've seen how some have presented it, including in media circles, where I was surprised to see the way it was first presented. It's just that's that could be dicey. It's a civil matter. We know that much.
1: What to say? I mean, Dalvin's a high-profile former knoll, so it's not like I can ignore the subject matter. And, I mean, I also don't have to dive deep into it because we don't have all of the uh, the details. We just have accusations. But they ain't pretty. But there's no. a bunch of weird ones in there, too, including, like, getting pepper sprayed. and
0: That's correct. That's uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would seem that they at least knew each other. I think we can both agree on that. <laughs> they at least knew each other before whatever Nobody, happened happened. No,
1: nobody's denying that. Correct. So Jeff Cambridge Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Chant TV. Let's start instead with Florida State basketball. The women win yesterday, 78-50 over UNF. You want none of this, UNF. Sue Simoral, uh making her return. It is good to have her back. Good job, Sue, as always. As for the men, they play tonight.
0: Nice resounding win last night. Let's hope there's another one this evening, as this is our only prep for Florida. It's on Sunday.
1: It's happening. 9 p.m. at the TLC TLCCC. Ooh. In the interest of transparency, I will not be there. I will instead be hosting a show on the PGA Tour channel serious XM, if you're interested in not making it to the game, you could listen in to Beyond the Tips tonight. Uh, look forward to it. Looks like we're doing a special Zoom edition, Tom, as the flu has struck uh, the home of uh, Trey Jones. Oh, his flu, really? Unfortunately. Oh, his son is playing in the state championship and uh, had to tee off hours after puking his guts out. And still posted a nice number yesterday. Did he really? Yeah, so he's uh he's game, he's fighting, he's uh he's playing right now. So I got my fingers crossed he kept for him.
0: distance from his playing partners, I suppose. I, I, I
1: have no idea, but I'm sure. Uh, yeah. and so we wish Drew well and and you know, so you guys tee off from the right side of the box. I'll, I'll also yeah. set up shop over here yeah, on the Yeah, uh, well, listen, doing anything with the flu is tough. Uh playing golf, man. Oof. And you gotta hoof it. Yeah, you gotta hoof it. Yeah, that's a toughie. So uh Penn, as I noted. The opponent tonight, 9 p.m., TLCCC, televised on your favorite ACC network. So not to be seen in Tallahassee unless you have it on Hulu or some such thing, perhaps DirecTV channel 612 or something like that, as yeah. the ACC network is still not on Comcast. And uh, that is frustrating, very
0: frustrating. Indeed it is. Our uh, The founder administrator, our boss, Gene Williams, uh, has gotten me the YouTube TV so I could rip Clips because of the deal we have with the ACC, so Mm -hmm. I'll be watching it on my laptop tonight or, you know, pairing it with my television that way.
1: I'll be doing the golf show and afterwards watching it on my uh, illegal Hulu account. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The ACC Network will have the ACC Men's Soccer Tournament semifinals preceding our game, just so you know. Not other basketball games, but the semis in soccer. So... There's a chance we're joined in progress Dios mio, man. Yeah, that's what we got. I know. Uh, First ever meeting between Florida State and the Quakers. They want none of this as well.
0: Look at our electronic
1: ways. I know. Uh, Penn did not play during last season due to the pandemic. The Ivy League chose to sit it all out. Uh, so they finished the 2019 season at 16-11, and 8-6 in the Ivy League, fourth place out of the eight teams there in the Ivy League. And they lost three of their top four scorers from that team, so I don't know how game this pin club is going to be tonight. Steve Donahue is their head coach. If you're wondering, you're not, so I'll skip ahead. Unknown commodity coming into the TLC double that, C tonight. Uh,
0: Phil's little brother?
1: Phil Donahue? Yeah. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Uh so it is that uh we'll find out. By the way, the 40th anniversary of the TLC Double C tonight. That feels right.
0: If I just had to guess from looking at the building, that feels about right. But you know what? They've done a lot inside. Looks a lot better.
1: It does look better. The court looks a lot better. We always have fun. The garnet seats. The vista.
0: Oh yeah. That'll be soon.
1: Yeah. Uh last night. College basketball did kick off. I did the flip around. I did the flip. I had forgotten about the flip around. The flippity do. I got the flippity do going. I was also watching um, action, so I was watching some action, watching basketball. Was waiting on the Kansas game, waiting on the you know Duke game. I was kind of back and forth, back and forth.
0: I couldn't do it. The you, Champions Classic wasn't there? Wasn't there? I, No, no. I think the only time I watched the Champions Classic, I don't know if it goes back this far, but um when they do the college football playoff ranking, maybe they did it for us in twenty fourteen. I don't know if the Champions Classic gets started yet. But I can only handle Florida State basketball in, in the month of November. It's just yeah, it doesn't just not feel right. It doesn't feel yet. right.
1: No. You and I are very, very similar to the um, t- to each other in, in regards to the seasons. Yep. I can deal with certain crossover, but not as much uh, some people are diehard. That opening tip, that first game, they cannot wait. They're excited to watch college basketball. They start early as soon as the first game tips. They stay up late to watch it all. I've never been that guy, even when I was at the height of my zeal for college basketball. I've never been that guy for that first week that could sit and watch that.
0: Uh, well, I can tell you when we made the roadie down to Gainesville a couple of years ago for mm-hmm. the football game, mm-hmm. and concurrently there was the FSU Blues, Tennessee we were playing. It might have been Purdue that night. But it was in that forgotten uh, coast classic, mm-hmm. and we were at a watch party, and both you know both games were on TV. Mm-hmm. I was locked into the hoops that night. <laughs> I mean, I was watching. I was watching, now, I was watching like the football, the, yeah, but yeah. I was locked
1: into the hoops. Florida held off Elon seventy-four to sixty-one in Gainesville. Of course, they visit this Sunday afternoon in their annual non-conference defeat. That's what they do. There we go. Yeah, in the annual non-conference annual. defeat for Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Purdue crushed. Bellarmine. Quick, where's Bellarmine? Indiana. I think that's probably true. I don't know. Oh, you don't? I no <laughs> is no, either no. that or Pennsylvania. Let 96 me 96-67 at Mackey Arena. The Knowles will travel to West Lafayette to face the Boilermakers in the ACC Big Ten Challenge is why I bring it up. You've Kentucky. Got... Ah, okay. I
0: believe we've asked this question before.
1: Where is Bellarmine? Yeah. Mm.
0: Because Duke played them a year Doesn't uh, year resonate ago, with
1: me. Uh, Duke, speaking of which, got 47 combined points from two freshmen that are huge. Kills and uh, Benchero, uh, they beat Kentucky and Madison Square Garden. UNC beat Loyola, 83-67 in the Dean Dome. First win for Hubert Davis there. Of course, we play, and we could do this with every team if we wanted to, but I just want you to know it's all out there. And by the way, defending ACC champion. Georgia Tech. Which is ridiculous. Got beat in Atlanta. Seventy-two to sixty-nine by Miami of Ohio. Ooh, what are we doing?
0: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that when um, I saw an ACC hype video the other day for basketball, which I'm sure they were all too happy to make and promote. I did two things. Number one, I ripped uh, the clip of Coach K saying the word basketball, mm-hmm. and I pinned it atop my Twitter feed. There you go. The second thing I did was look at those clips and be reminded of the fact that we blew the ACC championship
1: last year. Hmm. Yes. And that one
0: stung a little bit. Well, I
1: was pissed about it, if you recall, and we kind
0: of predicted yeah. it was going to happen. It was kind of like, because it happened in the pandemic year, it's hard to, to feel the emotions of it because you're, you're always you disconnected. you could have had another
1: banner, baby! It's
0: like watching on a closed-circuit television at all mm. times. But I felt that inner rage a little bit again, like, man, the way we finished last season, we were just crashing and burning. It's a miracle we got to the Sweet 16, but good say, on us for we, doing we so. We still
1: got to the Sweet 16. That's the consistency of a program of substance, is that you could not you could be playing poorly, and you go ahead and crack the sweet 16. Uh yeah, Georgia Tech lost 72 to 69. Pitt, by the way, run out the Pete. They got run out the Pete, 78 to 63 by sorry ass Citadel. Wow. What are we uh, doing? They
0: would have beat us 57 56 with 40 free throws.
1: <laughs>
0: you know that's gonna happen. <laughs> In a
1: dimly lit stadium. In the cafeteria. It would have yeah. been like, man, I cannot see the rim. Pitt will get lots of opportunities to see the rim. I cannot see it.
0: How am I supposed to do my homework before the next period if I can't see the lights? You know, these lights in this cafeteria are terrible.
1: Quickly, to put a ribbon on it before the break, Minnesota Star Dalvin Cook allegedly, allegedly abused a former girlfriend causing a concussion during an altercation at his home this a year ago. That, according to the Star-Tribune. The newspaper reported that the woman filed a lawsuit in Dakota County District Court uh, accusing him of assault and battery. Cook's attorney, Dave Valentini, said his client, in fact, was uh, not guilty of that, but rather was assaulted by the woman after she broke into his residence saying in a statement Tuesday night that she later tried to extort him for millions of dollars. Two very different opinions about this situation.
0: Uh, The details of Dalvin's allegation are that she had a stolen garage door opener, and that's how she got in the house with some pepper spray.
1: Yeah, that's that's a toughie. Um, now,
0: what's true? We'll see.
1: We don't know what's true, and you know we know what uh, we know what he is accused of. Um, I'm looking back at that. Yes, that is that is correct. She, uh, his attorney, says that uh, uh, that uh, the woman used a stolen garage door opener to enter his home illegally, then attacked him um, with with pepper spray. I've never been hit by the pepper spray. Uh,
0: we, we've got love or scorn one way or the other, and there was an altercation, one way or the other. No, this it's not agree like
1: it. Hey, did you see, uh, here's a better story about a former Noel. Uh, my son forwarded it to me in his uh, Instagram account, uh, he, where KD is praising Scotty Barnes. Did you see that? No. Audio of Kevin Durant talking at length about Scotty Barnes' unique skill set and how good he thinks he's going to be. Hey.
0: That's awesome, isn't that cool? All right, it's got to get paid and then build us a new building.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah,
1: Tom, I did mention the allegations there, pal. It's Jeff Cameron Show 933 real talk radio War Chant TV Guess he must be behind some
0: people are behind on the they use the DVR function, so we'll give Buffalo Tom a chance to catch up to that discussion. yeah, uh, otherwise he blacked out for about two minutes. No,
1: I did I did mention uh, the two separate uh, allegations there that said, uh, we'll keep an eye on that situation, which is certainly not a not a good one not a good one. You got extortion. You've got alleged violence. You've got uh, gunpoint. You got pepper spray. You got illegal breaking and entering. You got all kinds of allegations. There never, never a fun story, and and not one that I want to spend too much time on until we get better information. I'll just say it that way. I do know that, um, man. The further I well. The more I look at the NFL and we kind of get back into the fold this week with the Bucks and we had an uh, episode of Scuttle Bucks earlier this week we'll have another one later some of you asked about that already uh the NFL feels wide open in the same manner mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. college football does and as a huge football fan and all of us are presumably it's all you can ask for i mean i i've wanted some some level of um in college football, that just hasn't existed. It's Georgia and everybody else. The pressure has ratcheted up on Georgia this week more than ever before. I don't get involved in the charade of the committee and their rankings. I will, however, note that you have to believe it was absolutely intentional and absurd and also almost comical now because they have decided they're emboldened, Tom. They've just decided. Uh, to, to double-middle-finger everybody who cares about this process in any way, shape, or form. When the rankings came out and Michigan was ranked ahead of Michigan State, I could not help but laugh heartily and say, Good for you, committee. I see you working. You're just trying to piss everybody off with blatant idiocy. Like, they just played! Yeah, They yeah. just played! They're in the same conference, they have the same record. They just played! Mm-hmm. What They're, are we doing? They'll
0: do that to you until it's raining. And that's what they'll do. They it just, cracks they, me they, up. They disrespect you as a public. They believe they that do. no matter what, you're going to buy into the Jerry Springer-esque nature of that particular program. And look at that. They put their straight people, meaning their straight news and analysis people, on the desk for that show. And, and they, they have to be a part of that charade, and it damages their integrity. All, well, of, them. Well, All sucks, of them.
1: it sucks, too, because they will ask the question. And you know, listen, there's an, there's an inherent problem to the way that we decide a national champion in college football. There just is. And there always has been. Uh, There hasn't been a perfect scenario. I I have uh, longed, if you will, for the BCS system, which I think was great. (laughs) I really do. Not everybody agrees. That's fine. But nobody loves this one either. And they're not going to.
0: Just remember all the pieces of evidence over the years with the uh, circular logic that puts any team they want in whatever position they want at any time. Right, right. Remember that there was the charade that nobody knows what the results are except for the person in the truck. The moment before they pushed the and graphics the, and live. Thing
1: came, the thing came across the bottom line. At the 6 o'clock sports uh, oops, center. Oops, right, yeah, right. This whole hilarious.
0: thing, it, it's a complete farce.
1: But, yeah, but yeah.
0: on the objective side of things, Cincinnati's got to be kicking itself. Because if you win by 30 points last week, They've got no choice but to put you in the field.
1: So the oddity of Cincinnati, if we're going to briefly engage the conversation, is that I've watched a lot of them because I've bet on them, and I had a preseason prop on them, and I've paid attention to them because of the college sports book oh. and the need to preview certain things with Cincinnati. What was the prop? Oh, that they would go undefeated. And It wasn't a prop bet. As per, it was whether or not they'd go undefeated. And oh, I, man, so you've been
0: the, sweating a little bit of late.
1: Yeah, I have I threw pizza money at it. It's okay, not a lot of money. Right, right. I've got much more money on Georgia winning the national championship at plus eight hundred, and I've got much more money than that on Utah winning the Pac-Twelve South, which I feel very good about there. Like imported ingredients pizza money
0: or, or like, you know not a lot of money. Drive through pizza money.
1: Uh imported ingredients uh okay. but, right. but it's respectable. Well the whole thing was they had to beat Indiana in, in Notre Dame. And they barely beat Indiana and then they they pretty much laid a whooping on Notre Dame at Notre Dame the oddity of Cincinnati is they won the two games I needed them to win that I thought could be the hiccup to them going undefeated when I made the preseason bet, and now I trust them less because since those games were played, they have played right, worse. Right. And I, you know, who knows if it's the added pressure or whatever it is. One thing's for certain. Everybody clamors for the little guy in the group of five to get a shot. I'm not one of them. Because I don't think those teams could hang with the vast majority of the good teams in the Power Five if they had to play them each week in and out. So, for example, if you put Cincinnati in the SEC, they get their head kicked in three times, bare minimum. So, I don't even care about them. I don't. I don't lobby for them. I don't think they're great when I watch them play, like I did last week against Tulsa. I am like, yeah, you kind of suck. So it is what it is. I don't. I am not sitting there sad, but I will say that I do care about you know fairness. So they do have the one of the best road wins of any team in this discussion. And so, therefore, if we're going to play the charade, go ahead and put them up there for now.
0: Right. Well, but also, I mean, if, if you are in that Power Five and you have that much at your disposal in terms of talent, yeah. like, say, in Alabama, mm-hmm. you mess around with Florida, who, you know,
1: they it turned out not to be good. Correct.
0: You mess around with LSU, mm-hmm. yikes, mm-hmm. and you lose outright to Texas A&M, a and M, mm-hmm. a 2 loss team at the time that you lost to them. I mean, at some point, it's, you're penalized for
1: messing around. Are you penalized in the form of we let Cincinnati in or a one-loss Big Ten school in?
0: Well, do you have to be number two in the country? I'd ask you to meet in the middle on that one. Okay, that's what I'd, I'd say. fair
1: with you meeting in the middle on that one. Do you think Alabama's better than Oregon? I do, but then we get I into mean, the potential whole,
0: of Alabama thing. is. But is Oregon better than LSU or Florida? Sure, probably. But,
1: but we do this all the time, right? Week to week, we see these results. And we're like, well, if then that. I mean,
0: that's all you got. You got you can geometry can proofs. It's,
1: it's a real fraud. A fraudulent system. It it always has been. I mean, going back to AP voting where you have people who have regional biases. You know, you're watching games you're like, well, look, when the bowl games happen, number two is going to play number nineteen. Right. Uh- <laughs> it's just the thing I'd say, and and
0: I, it's completely defensible that for two programs in America, specifically, losses don't matter as much. Alabama and Ohio State. You've seen that the proofs in the pudding with the way that the college football playoff committee has rewarded them, even when they lose, has you know bent over backwards to create talking points so it justifies that when they lose. I would just wish they would stick to what their credo was, which is we're going to pick the best four teams in the country in our view and just say that's our view. Sorry, yeah, we're well, the ones who wield the scepter here,
1: right? Instead of trying
0: to create a logical, you know pattern that you could put on a chalkboard of a proof. Yeah, well, we're man, just going to tell you we believe they're better. Sorry.
1: Yeah. That, well, they, that essence, would be more honest. They kind of do that. Like, their reasoning for Michigan being ranked ahead of Michigan State, despite the fact that they are both 8-1 and one and just played each other,
0: <laughs> Right.
1: is the fact that they think Michigan is a more well-rounded team or some such gibberish that he said last night. Well, we just think Michigan's a more well-rounded team. Well, well, do you? They just played.
0: I can accept that if in other instances, you're not talking about things like they have over the years, like body clock, oh, and, body game clock control, and game and and, control.
1: Yeah. They make it up as they go along right. that we're in total agreement on. I would just, what makes what I would argue. So for example, I believe, and if we're just going to go on this willy nilly, I believe, right. Well, Texas A&M is way better than Cincinnati. I believe that they're seven and two. They have better players. I think they're better. They could lose another game. And I still think they're better. Right. <laughs> Well, so we could just do this. And that's all day funny long. because because the Credo is
0: not, you know, their their right. mission statement is not who deserves it.
1: Right. It's who is the best. It's who are the four best. That's and I would say just stick with that. Do, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Reese. So what We be, believe it. They're this, the best. It would be funny because it would it, it would help illuminate the the silliness and all this because you could you could just be like like it could be random as hell. Reese would be like, well, they played each other. And, oh, by the way, they have two like opponents. So why don't we use that? No, no, I don't believe that. I think this one's just better. I just do.
0: You work hard, so you deserve the good things in life, like getting an amazing deal on awesome Internet. That's why there's never been a better time to switch to Xfinity. Get the fast and reliable Internet you deserve for $20 a month ...for 12 months with a one-year contract. And for the first time ever, ask how to get 12 times the speed... ...for the same internet price when you add Xfinity Mobile. Just imagine, faster downloads, more streaming... ...the possibilities are endless. That's more speed and you'll save hundreds over AT&T. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us for a limited time... ...$300 back. So what are you waiting for? Sign up now because you deserve awesome internet. Go to xfinity.com, call 1-800-xfinity, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay, ends 11-21-21, restrictions apply, new performance starter internet 50 megabits per second customers only, equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change, after term regular rate supply, compares monthly service charge for xfinity 600 megabits per second and AT&T 500 megabits per second each, with one unlimited mobile line for a year as of 10-621. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of mobile usage.